Let's be real. 121. How y'all fellas doing? Bernie Sanders chilling All right here, sir. Yes, Bernie Sanders chilling. <laughs> Dang, we a day away. It could have been the 121 on the 21st day of the 21st. What well, year of all that 21st century, blah, blah, blah. The 22nd year. Yeah, it's 22nd year, technically. Yes, yeah, 22nd year. Uh, you got to count 2000. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's the 22nd. We good. It's the 22nd. We good. Mm. Well, before we get started, man, we lost the legend today. Rest in peace. Mm. Hank Aaron, man. At age eighty six, sheesh. Home run king, man. Oh. Yes. <laughs> but I'm gonna kick it off with the Memphis Tigers, who just came off of a win. Might I ask, so Skyler, maybe you don't need to watch them games because they win about twenty points when you didn't watch. <laughs> but before they won a game, they played. They played their first game in about you know what about a month? Did yeah, been a while? Yeah, it was about a month. And they proceeded to lose. Two Tulsa again. Um, how many times in a row have we lost to Tulsa now? Four, it's about three or four. Yeah, it's about three or four. And we used to always be Tulsa, always. And I mean, the last two times we lost, we had to lead and just can't score the last five minutes of the game. Same old stuff, just a different game that happened Sunday. But then we rebounded and beat Wichita State by 20 yesterday with Dan Dockich calling the game. Oh, as usual. Wow. Yeah, he, yeah, Dan Dockich called the game. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he did. Hayden, okay. <laughs> yep. So, real quick, what y'all, what y'all thought about this week of the Tigers? Uh, Took. Okay, I'm going to Trevor, Skyler, you going last. You going to talk. Hey, man. <laughs> he brief. Me. <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to be and uh, just good energy in the second half, but one stat that I did not like, and I guess you can blame it on the first, our first game in, you know, forever, right? Um, was that we turned the ball over on 10 of 33 of our first half possessions. Like, that's that's something that was uncalled for. Like, we got to get it under control. Like, it's like get, I want to blame it on the fact that, you know, it's our first game back. But no, that's what at this do. point, it's like, nah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but they did. Uh, and I'm, talking, I'm referring to in the Wichita State game as well for the people that are uh, listening. Um, but the turn up in the second half was the 47-33 in the second half. They did what they were supposed to do, came out with energy, stopped turning the ball over as much, and uh, we got the ball. So I'll keep it short on that one. Yeah, I'm going to help you out. Um, turnovers are going to continue to plague uh, University of Memphis. Uh, we've been talking about this for um, at least two to three years now, um, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to that second half insurgents. Um, I'm not sure what happened. Um, and what happened within that locker room, um, but to score 47 points when I feel like, uh, I think Skylar mentioned before that they only scored like 45 points. Um, just to see them do that in one half, uh, was great. Um, shout out to Landers, uh, giving us 16 and seven. Um, and he made, I think like three or four three pointers. I think he might've actually been perfect from the three point line. Um, but I really liked Moose, the Moose of Memphis. Um, clogged up the paint. I mean, he only showed his stat line, I think, only like two or three blocks. But his presence, you know, after you block a shot, you don't go back in the hole as often. Um, and so I think you that think also caused, yeah, I think that caused a lot of confusion for um, Wichita State. And this isn't the same Wichita State, by the way, either. Um, I, I wonder, like, Lester went almost the entire game, right? And 
his stat line doesn't really show it, um, but clearly quality um, at some type of guard forward position that he's at uh, with Penny. Um, and is this going to be the new trend um, that is for the University of Memphis Tigers? But at the end of the day, we've talked about this at length. A win is a win, um, no matter who you play. Um, so shout out to him for getting that win against uh, Wichita State. Uh, and Wichita State beat Tulsa by 19 when they played. So, And what happened when we played Tulsa? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they beat by nineteen. So, <laughs> I from what I did watch with the second half, um, I've heard Dan Dagich and a lot of people talking about how this game could potentially be a turnaround for the Tigers, and uh, I'll be a firm believer of that when I actually see it. Um, as she said, Landers Nolly was Landers Nolly. He chipped in with sixteen points. He was almost perfect from the field. He was actually four or five. Uh, from the field. Uh, I know what he missed. The ugly, the ugly ass guy hook. The, exactly. Get <laughs> went over the back of the goal. Boy. Yeah, that was, that was the only one he missed. Uh, Wichita State had no answer for Musa Cisse. He was 12 and 10 with 12 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks. And it wasn't just with his scoring and everything. It was, as she mentioned just previously, his presence down, down low. Not only just blocking shots and being able to adjust shots and make things a little bit difficult down there for Wichita State. Uh, Took your boy, uh, Alo, chipped in nice with uh, 12.6 assists, made his second and third three of the season this year. So uh, <laughs> kudos oh, to, oh, man. to oh, give my credit. I'm giving him his credit. So. In fact, the guy ain't turned. In fact, they were losing when he for Memphis on yeah, a big three. So we giving him his credit. Yeah, I'm, you, get... I'm, you, brother. I'm, I'm talking about the rest nah, of these buses. Talking about Skyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, bro. I appreciate that. I appreciate but, yeah. it. Come on, man. Uh, but yeah, but uh, like I said, until I see something of substance, honestly, even though this may have been the turning point, until I see it. Uh, I'm still a firm believer that this is not an NCAA tournament team. Uh, this is more of a CBI team. I don't even think they'll be in the NIT. They'll probably be in the college basketball invitational if they're even going to have that this year. Everything okay. um, <laughs> is going on with the pandemic. So. But good win for the Tigers. Am, am I? Am I? Is it me? Yeah. So I'm a firm believer that when somebody shows you who they are, then you believe them. I did not watch the Wichita State game. I'm going to solely talk about the Tulsa game. I didn't. I don't care about the Wichita State game. Wichita State is not Wichita State anymore. The Memphis Tigers, after being out for about three to four weeks, about a month, showed up against Tulsa and only put up 57 points, only, showed, only shot 26% from three. They have shown us that several times. So what they did yesterday or what they did recently against Wichita State means absolutely nothing to me. I tweeted this, and I'm so serious when I say this. I do not have time to watch the Memphis Tigers scrap and claw to only get 50, 55 points and still lose. If they were winning, scoring 50, 55, I would watch it. But I don't have time for that. I have a daughter. I have a wife. I have t- not much time to to watch the Memphis Tigers stress me out that much. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm I'm over the Memphis Tigers. I will watch them again when I believe 
and consistently, because consistency is key, Sharky, I will not watch them again until I consistency, I consistently see them put up. I consistently see them win. I don't care how many points they put up. They can win 30 for 30 to 28 fall. I care. But I'm not watching them anymore. They, they look absolutely terrible on offense. I don't care what they did against Wichita State. They look terrible on offense. And they've looked terrible on offense, not just this season, not just last season. They have looked terrible on offense since Jeremiah Martin left, and we talked about this agreement. I don't understand for the life of me how he has way more talent on this roster than he did when Jeremiah Martin was here. And the year Jeremiah Martin was here, we were scoring at least 80 points against Tennessee. At least. We were scoring 70, 80 points. And we have more, we have more talent on this, on this team's roster, on this year's roster, and last year than we did when he was here. I'm sorry I'm not watching the Memphis Tigers again. If they go undefeated, so if I need to stop watching the rest of the games for the rest of the season so they can go undefeated, <laughs> so they can make the tournament, I guess I'm the odd man out. I guess I'm the bad look. So I'm not watching any more games. There's that. I'm done. Nah, it went for brief to <laughs> yeah. a full turn up. <laughs> Let's get all that out. Sorry, I've been letting you for real? You for real? You not going to watch the game? Yeah, I'm so serious. Did you see me tweet about the game yesterday? No, he's talking about the Lakers. Yeah, he's talking about the Lakers. Too busy watching. I was at least watching a team that could at least score 100 points. <laughs> now, I understand it's the NBA, but I was at least watching somebody hit that. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have time to, for them to struggle. Like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. To Skyler's point. You're acting, uh, like, you acting like Tiger Shed has been a new thing, bro. We've been through this since college. Right. But then why continue, why continue to let yourself be stressed out? I don't have time for that too. I'm almost 30. I'm, I'm almost out of my prime, dude. I need to I need to watch basketball. I need to watch some type of sports where I can just chill, root for my team, root for a specific player. Tigers ain't doing that. Alabama ain't playing no more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Alabama could at least put on 50 on football, so Tigers can't even do that. <laughs> Oh, oh, too slow. Too slow. Let's move along. That was a high fire, man. To Skyler Quanto. So, um, yeah, to Skyler yeah. with me. I mean, that was probably the first game I watched almost a full game. I stopped at seven o'clock because Grunge came on, so I missed the beginning of the second half. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, I don't really like Sunday. Oh, you better be lucky. Uh, Joy ain't watching this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm tired of my yeah. sleep now. Mm-hmm. But anyways, man, back to Sunday. Uh, I was watching NFL. It was on the side TV, so I glanced over every now and then. Uh, I saw the ending, but I was really paying attention to the games we're gonna talk about later. Um, it's college basketball. It's, it's terrible to watch. College basketball in general yeah. was terrible to watch. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, I tried the last Saturday. Ooh, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I love I love seeing that though. I watch Kentucky be all day, twenty four seven. But <laughs> I I saw the first bracketology come out, and it had Duke as one of the first four teams out. Yeah, they're not good this year. Duke I know they're not good this year, but I'm just saying that's yeah. That's that's Duke, Kentucky, and uh, North Carolina probably won't make the tournament if we start today. Yeah, that's about right. It's crazy. Yeah. But before I finish with the Tigers, a couple of new announcements happened this week. One of the 2021 recruits, number 56, 
and about two four seven rankings. Jordan Nesbitt has enrolled on campus. Uh, he might be able to play the season. Six foot six guard. Um, hope he can play point guard um, and shoot the ball because that's what they need. Um, so, uh, is exactly what you said. Hopefully, he can shoot the ball. And hopefully, he can score. What color black is, man? I hope so. Like, <laughs> I hope so. Exactly. Shout out to him getting pardoned by Donald Trump, him and Lil Wayne, and a couple other people. <laughs> nah, he left the Tiger King, though, man. I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate that either. No, he could have freed your exotic dog. Yeah, he got a freeze. He got a freeze. But, um, oh yeah, Lance Thomas transferred. I mean, cool. Uh, that was bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's scout. He played, he played one minute yesterday, as a matter of fact. But scout. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now that's great. It's good. No, see, it's, it's good because it's less players play. Thank you, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Less <laughs> players will because play. you because him rolling out ten people. Within the first five minutes, didn't watch the game, but I heard about it. You putting out ten players within the first couple five minutes. Come on, my dog. Come on, <laughs> come on. Shoot. Can I uh, uh, just about um, Nesbit um, before his last ten games that he had? I don't know what he's doing. Like I guess whatever before he came to Memphis, right? Um, averaging seventeen nine four and one um, at the guard position. Um, also, to your point, Skyler, and everyone else's point. University of Memphis is only averaging 70.7 points a game. I'm shocked they average there. I didn't realize it was that high. Right. I'm shocked this day. Well, that is 153rd in adjusted efficient offensive efficiency. I'm still shocked. So it's trash. Just know that it's trash. That 70.7 sounds good. It's trash. Next subject. Sorry. I, I think it sounded good, but I still shocked it was that 70. I'm surprised it's that high. <laughs> Adjusted, I think that's that's with like if this is like NBA type of deal. So now you get it, right? So like if I'm gonna pay 40 minutes. Points per hundred possessions is probably what that is. That's probably what that is. Probably. So Tyler, let's say it's it, it, it's it's game day, right? You're not gonna watch it. So are you gonna be checking your phone like to see the score updates? Or how how soon are you gonna just be like, hey, did the Tigers win? You you done. You completely done. I, I know. I take to them until I can sit, until I know for a fact they are consistently winning. Nothing's changed. I think what's gonna happen? He, he's gonna get the update on his phone, the notification. He's just gonna glance at it and just be like, hmm, "Okay," and just cool. keep it moving. Text Bianca and ask her, "Did I did I at least look at a Memphis stats game? Anything? You can text her, and I promise I know exactly what she's gonna say. She's gonna say no because I never once looked at it. I didn't care. I did not care." I'm about to treat the Tigers like I treat the Chicago Bulls, man. He done. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, you can't go back to Duke though, because they not they not making turn lead or something. I'm the team. I'm just not watching them. Still a band. I'm just not watching them. Yeah, I don't have time to be stressed. All right, man. Look on the bright side though. They can't get worse than what the team on the west side of the state is in football right now. You mean the east side, you mean the east side of the state? East side, yeah, east side. My bad, yeah. Oh, the east side of the state. Um, for those that have been under a rock for like the past, I would say the past month, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers have now found themselves in what people will call a scandal. And this stems from 
basically the report that came out that they were going to be doing investigations upon themselves. This was after they were gifted a shot in the Liberty Bowl, despite only winning three games in the season. The season, and they had to pull out because they had players testing positive for COVID, which eventually led to the firing of head coach Jeremy Pruitt and the resignation of uh, Phil Former, the uh, athletic director. Good reading. Uh, since then, um, four players on record. Um, including a uh, standout running back from this the great state of Memphis, Eric Gray, and uh, Henry uh, Toho Toho, who was the uh, middle linebacker, led the team in tackles last season and was on the SEC All-Freshman team two seasons ago, have now officially entered the transfer portal. Uh, then, of course, the thing that's coming out is for as recruiting trips where uh, money was being passed around in McDonald's bags, and I'm willing to go out on a limb and say uh, it was probably the McDonald's on the strip closest to the campus. I've been up there, so I know exactly which one. Uh, I'm going to go last on this one, so I'm just going to start. Two, Skylar, Sheedy, Shark, and then myself, man. Just go. I, I just, just go. Oh, man, it really sounds like somebody been watching too much Power Book 2 with their bag <laughs> going around past <laughs> and McDonald's bags, man, come on, man. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. But nah, it, it's, it looks like somebody that really didn't care what they were doing. Like, this is the most careless thing I've seen Tennessee do in it. So I definitely want to hear from the Tennessee fans on, on this stuff. They watch too much power. <laughs> oh, man. For me, I'll say this. I don't see an issue with it because I personally feel like players should be paid anyway. And the only reason they got called is because the Tennessee football team was just that bad. Point blank. Because I'm pretty sure what they're doing ain't nothing different than what Alabama's doing. I'm pretty sure it ain't nothing exactly. different than what Clemson is doing. I'm pretty sure it ain't nothing different than what Ohio State's doing. They just got called. Sorry. But why would the Nazi come after them, though? If they no, it wasn't even that they got caught. Because remember, this investigation was self-imposed. This happened because they were losing. <laughs> the only reason, this, that is the only reason why this is being talked about. Because let's just say, hypothetically speaking, y'all went eight and three, eight and four. Would this be talked about? Nope. Jerry Brim, Jerry Brute would still have his job, and we would not be talking about players getting money in McDonald's bags. The only thing that I have to say about this is I'm glad it won a Burger King bag. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there would have been money in it, huh? <laughs> mm. One time. Yeah, speaking of tuna. Um, but actually, speaking of rocks, right? Um, and I agree, like, th this happens with, like, all schools. They just really got caught. Um, but speaking of rocks, I don't know if you guys have seen the post um, at the University of Tennessee, but they literally painted the rock um, with a Happy Meal. Um, and they also put on that rock, University of Tennessee, they, they said, uh, we're loving it, right? Um, and so, you know, just Google it, you know, go, go look and, and see. I can pull it up on my screen if need be. It's not as yeah. big. Run uh, that. Uh, yeah, find it. Find it. Run that. Uh, the rock. That, that is clever. Find it. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. All right. I got you. Let me get back. 
Oh yeah, I gotta share my those screen. Dog, those thugs. Please don't mind. I got my my whole thing up, but uh can you see? Yes, sir. I'm loving it and a happy meal. Powered by the T. That's what's up. Those thugs just painting stuff like that. How dare they? That's what's up. Oh, that's 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 a staple there. Like the rock, that rock, you can pretty much paint whatever you want on it. Like that's that's the staple of it. So I have an idea, Sharky and Trevor, because y'all are Tennessee football fans. So as of recently, um, teams do something to sell mainly the defenses. They do something when they get an interception, get a fumble, sack quarterback, whatever the case may be. Don't mention so, so I'm thinking they should just get McDonald bags. You see what I'm saying? And just like and they just should make double. Let's go. I will go a step further. I will go a step further. They should get chains with the Happy Meal box. Mm-hmm. And put it on after each turn. Yep. Bingo. Love it. I love it. As long as it's and, and a part of that game is once COVID is over, they should have like one of those little Scantron, the uh, Megatron things. What's in the box? What's in the bag? And have people like type text in and like guess and shit. Y'all are petty. And have McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all remember the McDonald's cards we used to get as kids for like, getting good credit? Yep. <laughs> remember the coupon book you used to get? <laughs> they can pass them at the stadium. <laughs> oh, man. So what's in the box? What they need to do, man, and also need add on too, like I'm, they did on Longest Yard, pull them in double out the pants and say you got to protect them in nuggets as well. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but oh, you got burgers. <laughs> right. So obviously, me and Trevor oh. laughing. No problems with the stuff going on because guess what? They went three and seven. So Jeremy Pruitt had to go some way, somehow. They didn't want to pay the man. So guess what? Mm, Pin the skeleton, huh? Yes, let's get him out. We ain't got to pay him. We can go ahead. We got to start over anyway. Yep. There go. <laughs> this does nothing but goes back to my point. I said this a week or two ago. If you are offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator at Alabama, just stay where you are. You got a job. You see what I'm saying? Like, bro, there's no need to leave Alabama and go and and compete against Nick Saban every year because nobody nobody is is staying a coach. I think the only person that's still a coach at this point is uh, Jimbo Fitzgerald. And and Kirby Smart. That's That's two out of how many? A lot. Two out of a lot. If anything, we need to call. If anything, Nick Saban needs to be LinkedIn because he's getting everybody a job. He needs to be called LinkedIn. And uh, and Jeremy Pruitt learned this McDonald's bag from somebody, obviously. Like Scott said, everybody's doing this type of stuff. Yeah, everybody's doing it, so I mean, they say might even be using a burger. Yeah, they say might be using Chick Fil A though. That might be the difference. Yeah, you know. <laughs> from Ashley. That's why I say, man, Tennessee, you could at least use Zaxby's or something. I mean, McDonald's, one Burger King. <laughs> All right, man. Trevor closes out. All right, but um, 
So if you want to know about, uh, of course, Eric Gray is in the transfer portal. He's getting offers from plenty of uh, schools, including Memphis. So uh, let this serve as a recruiting video for you, Mr. Gray. Home. Come back home. And uh, Toa Toa, um, right now, he's rumored. Right now, the only two I'm hearing right now is Alabama and Florida, which would be very, very damning to Tennessee if he was to actually transfer to any one of those schools. But on a positive note, um, the Vols did hire David White, the old athletic director from uh, UCF, and he seems enthusiastic to try and get the work. So uh, we'll see where this goes. As bad as someone Hugh Freeze, they probably gonna stay away from him for scoundrel reasons. <laughs> it's really only three, it's really only three coaches you've been looking at, and Hugh Freeze is one of them. So they're probably gonna yeah. look at the other two. Hey, that's what I want. But NBA. Yes, so let's go, guys. We are 15, 16 games into the season, and it'll be a great topic for us to talk about and discuss some of our surprise teams that are doing well um, and our disappointments. Um, and I, I don't know if y'all want to also do players, but I have players. You know, I had a couple players. I don't know if I did as well. Y'all want to do both? Uh, do one, one, as long as it's one. One team, one player. Oh, yeah. 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 Are we doing team, team right. players? Both. Yeah, we got some, we got some time. We can get on here. Okay. I mean, uh, all right. So uh, I'll start it off. Um, start off with an apology, man. Um, I've been, you know, kind of hoping that the Grizzlies would not win so much for, you know, a certain reason. But I have to give 100% credit to them and what they got going, man. Um, that's my surprise team. I didn't think that there'd be a playoff team right now, especially with them losing Josh. You know, and not being, not playing, not having, you know, Triple J um, and missing, you know, key play other key players and key points. But the game against the Suns just showed me like this team can definitely make the playoffs. And I know a lot of y'all um, have said that y'all want, you know, a star player to come to Memphis. I really couldn't see it, um, but now I'm starting to. So I definitely would like to start the segment off with an apology to my Memphis Grizzlies because. At this point, Taylor Jenkins would be on a hot seat. You know what I'm saying? As a as a Grizz fan, growing like player development, what's that? So I, I, it's taking some use to me seeing some consistency within the Grizzlies. So hey, salute to salute to y'all for, for, for waiting on my slowness. So let's start off with five teams. We can go uh, Sharky, Lido, Trev, and Chitty. Uh, well, you took mine. Uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, simple. Is that everything you just said? Uh, I mean, you can say, like, when we talked about starting five, they, other teams, we getting lucky, they're resting players, yada, yada. We ain't got our two best players. They were on a five-game winning streak, and Josh didn't play in three of them. So, uh, we're beating teams with our backups as well. So, that lets you know that we're a deep team. And once Josh Aaron comes back, and hopefully maybe Justice Winslow too, hey, hey, let's go. And be on the popping. Um, do we want to go ahead and do – both surprise for players and team and disappointments or just okay okay uh surprise player um sure i need to think about it a little more i really have a surprise player ain't everybody doing about what they're supposed to do i enjoy him and be his performance he's took it to another level but it's not surprising to me <laughs> Man, i knew he was good <laughs> um yeah it's cheating uh speaking of cheating why you doing that so disappointing team miami heat I know we had interest, mm. yada yada. No, Miami Heat disappointment. Um, uh, straight up, I ain't. I, they they got to do better. I got to see better. 
<laughs> uh, disappointing player. Uh, what player is not living up to the task? I can't really think of none right now. Most of the star players are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I guess now nah, Zion's doing well. I don't know what it is. I can't. I can't think of a disappointing player right now. So, next. <laughs> I was on mute. Um, surprise team. Y'all took my first goes to Grizzlies, who I originally wanted to go with. Um, but I'm actually gonna say, since y'all took the Grizzlies, I'm actually gonna say the Lakers. I'm saying the Lakers because I can see that. there were rumors, there were <laughs> talk about um LeBron James taking off. LeBron James has played all 16 games of the season. The uh, Lakers are now 12 and 4. Um, but it's not just the 12 and 4, it's how they look defensively with them losing Dwight Howard, with them losing um, JaVale McGee. They lost um, Avery Bradley, and they lost – I'm missing somebody. Uh, but then Danny for them Green. to turn around and get – Danny Green. Danny Green, yeah. Danny Green, right. Yeah. You said they defense. Green, you said defense. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Um, but for them to get Schroeder, for them to get Wesley Matthews, um, Marcus Hall, um, they look really, really good defensively. And with them having the short layoff that they had um, and then them turning around and and pretty much looking really, really good defensively, um, to me, that's a surprise within itself. Um, so that's my surprise team. Um, and then if I get, if I need to say a surprise player, again, it's still LeBron James. I think, like I said, he was rumored to still potentially take off. This is year, what, 18, I think, for LeBron. Um, and then you see what he did against Jonas yesterday. I think that's really good. Uh, a disappointing team. Um, I don't see many disappointing teams. I think teams are kind of like, I think everything's starting to average out as the season goes on. But the Washington Wizards still suck. Still suck. I don't care who's on the team. The only person that's still good is Bradley Beal. Um, Russell Westbrook, Jesus Christ, sir. Um you still suck. You still can't shoot. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't think they were. I thought they they could at least contend for a playoff spot. They can't even do that. Um. So to me, that's a little surprising. I don't have a surprise disappointing player. I don't. So I just got my disappointing player for the next person go. Uh, baby KD or KD Junior, whoever that is on Golden State, the lights can't do. Very very disappointing. Oh, very, from the Tuna King, yeah. Yeah, very, very disappointing. I do too. Oh, Kelly Oubre, man. Very Yeah, just came to my mind. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's on me. Um, so surprising team. Uh, since our buddy is not on here, I'll do him justice. And I'm actually gonna go with the New York Knicks as uh being one of the surprising teams. Um, they're currently at 500. They're sitting at eighth currently in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're first in about four defensive categories, including points allowed, uh, opponent field goal percentage, and uh, opponent three-point percentage, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, what Tom Thibodeau has done, also Julius Randle is just looking like an all-star this year, and R.J. Barrett is starting to come into his own as well. Um Definitely uh, kudos to the Knicks. Uh, shout out to Savage. Shout out to Coach Savage, who uh, kind of brought them up uh, before uh, the season even started. Um, surprising player. Um, I'm going to bring it back home with this one. I'm actually going to go with Kyle Anderson. 
And uh, throughout this time that John Morant has been out, um, you've seen how Anderson started to look a tad bit more aggressive, like starting to look for his shot more, starting to look to create for himself more on top of creating for others because we all know that uh, he was kind of like our pseudo point guard during that time that John Morant was out. Um, disappointing teams right now. Um, I mean, like Scott said, things are just starting to kind of average out a little bit with the NBA and things of that nature. But I'm actually, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. I know they're still doing well, but just from watching them, it's, it's the same thing, different year at this point with them. Um, and if it wasn't evident um, in the game against the Nets, it was more evident in the game against the Lakers. Like the last, the last few minutes of the game or the last few seconds for a game for the Bucks, I don't trust their offense at all. Like Giannis looks like he doesn't even want the ball. I think that was a posi- the last possession against the Nets. Giannis was even in the play. Like he was at half court just trying not to get fouled so he wouldn't have to go to the line and shoot free throw. It wasn't even clamps. It just he was not even in the play. And they had to force the ball to Chris Middleton. And they legit ended up having to do the same thing in the game against the Lakers. So if I had to go disappointing team, it would definitely be the Bucs because all this is great now. Once they get to the playoffs, they're going to run to someone who's better. And the league at this point has figured Giannis out at this point. They're just going to run to someone better, and they're going to be eliminated soon, whether it be first round, conference finals, if they get that far, the conference semis. Uh, Disappointing player. And uh, I hope my wife is watching. And oh, how the mighty have fallen. I will definitely have to say Blake Griffin <laughs> at this point. I don't even know if right now. Yes. I said, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Is he playing? Hey, Blake Ballard. He ballard. He didn't even play last season. He's <laughs> making, 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 making 35 mil this season. I don't even think he's averaging 20 right now. He's He built his name being able to dunk on people. He has yet to register a dunk this season. Mm. We're 13 games in. So it's, it's pretty much to say that Blake may be watched. And while I'm on the topic of Detroit, free Derrick Rose. That's all I got to say. Hey, man. Oh, man. Uh, you added a new cog uh, to this one. Uh, to when you ask about the players, but I want to keep with the disappointments first. Um, and my team, like Skyler, was actually the Wizards. Um, so talk about like pre-bubble before the season ended um, into before they went to the bubble and embarrassed themselves. They were four and four um, going into the bubble. Um, and then we all know what happened in the bubble. Um, they lost every game but the last one against the Celtics. And the only reason they beat the Celtics was because the Celtics were resting everybody. Um but what I'm saying is pre-bubble, this team was, to Skyler's point, ready to make a playoff push and a playoff run. Um, now you have Brody, an MVP, so to speak, right? Tagged with Scott Brooks again. Last time that Scott Brooks and Brody were together, um, Brody was doing 28, 8, and 7. What are you doing now? Need to be sitting on the bench. I know he's hurt, right? Um, he didn't play, but that game right after January 9th that he sat out, they played the Suns. And guess what they did? They won. Um, and so to me, get, get rid of Russell Westbrook again. I don't know how you get rid of him, uh, but he's definitely a disappointment uh, for them. And they just have lack of defense. They're the first team in points per game, the Wizards. First. 
they're not first because they're scoring a lot of points to win games. They're first because they're getting their asses beat, and then they're trying to pick up the score from there. No, they're terrible. No defense, lack of presence for the rebounds as well. Um, so the Wizards get my disappointing team. My disappointment player um, actually goes to Mr. D'Angelo Russell um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I say that because the Timberwolves themselves are disappointing. Um, and then you are the guard. You are the leader of this ship. This is what you wanted. You wanted to play with Carl Anthony Towns. And you're proving that you are good enough for three wins. Um, D'Angelo Russell currently is averaging 21 points and six assists. Um, that's not going to get it cut and done um, when you have Carl Anthony Towns kind of, you know, in and out mentally, um, along with a rookie a guard as well. Um, now, my surprise player um, goes to Julius Randle from the New York Knicks. Um, to your point, Trevor, the Knicks and to Savage's point, the Knicks are balling and they're playing great ball. But let's just talk about Julius Randle himself. Uh, Mr. Randle is currently averaging 22, 11 and six, 22, 11 and six. I think the Lakers might want him back um, at some point when Anthony Davis is feeling well. Um, and to my surprise team, um, this should go without a surprise at all, um, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and let me give you a few stats as to why I get that. I did a lot of research about this one. The Cavs out of 14 games, yes, I get it. They're seven and seven, right? But we didn't expect them to even be that good through 14 games. Out of 14 games, they've literally had 10 different starting lineups. So when we talk about chemistry and what's going on um, with, like, I don't know, any other team that's out with COVID and stuff like that, there's no excuse to the point that you made, Sharky, about the Heat um, missing out on players, right? The – Cavs are getting it done. And with two players that could possibly contend for MIP uh, with Garland and Sexton. Now, I know they're going to, they got rid of uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, remember, this guy had a weapons charge on him. Uh, and the story is he also, uh, when Prince got traded, they got rid of Kevin Porter's locker. Um, so he had a little food tantrum fight. And, you know, they kind of, you can go on somewhere. So there's a new culture that's being set there um, from the great J.B. Bickerstaff, uh, who used to coach us as well. Um, yeah, hey, 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 just used I to say coach. The great, man. You using the great. Strong uh, word right there. It is. It is because I met him in person. That's why. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, and I just want to say this real quick, and, and I'll go. Average is 101 points per game. Okay, that's the league average. That's what everyone's scoring pretty much across the league. The Cleveland Cavaliers have held nine teams under that during their games. And five, four of those were under 100 points. So this Cavs team may not be scoring like that, but they're playing some great defense. Um, and this is without Kevin Love, right? Um, they're missing, quote, unquote, probably one of their star players right now. But Colin Sexton has really turned it on uh, for them. And so is Garland there as well, who's, again, those are two players that you can look at for MIP. Dark horses, of course, in the words of Savage. Um, but that's my pick for the uh, surprise team at this point. So Kevin Love is basically that's Blake Griffin. Mm. I, I, he, he's, he, he hasn't been playing. He hasn't been Blake on that Blake Griffin was yeah. playing for this year, too. He hasn't been on the court a lot for me to make that distinction. Like, I, I watched the last Pistons game and against the off they on the same trajectory because like Griffin was like Griffin was playing last year, either. So I'm, I'm like, Blake, you I'm believing Kevin Love can look like Blake Griffin when he come back. 
Whenever he come back, if he come back. <laughs> but to your point about the Cavs and Knicks, uh, the Knicks are on the 88 as well. So they're typically bad franchises. So getting 88 and 77 is really good for them too. Yeah. Put Knicks and Cavs are six. And honestly, most of the league is like the same. Got like the same record outside, like the Lakers, the Jazz. That's the surprise team. They got this point with like the Raptors and all of them. But yeah, good job, good job, Jimmy. Um, I guess I ended with giving my surprise player. Um, it's actually going to be Kevin Durant. Um, coming from an Achilles injury, wow. now average. I mean, hey, I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on, Achilles, bro. Achilles, Achilles yeah. injury. I give him that. Like, that's been career-ending for a lot of our favorite players. And he's averaging one a game. If it weren't for Brad Bill averaging 35 a game, which is crazy, like, he'd be averaging the most in the league coming off an Achilles. Dude. Like, I didn't think he'd be balling out this one. Let me ask you this question, my, my alien brother. And uh, I, want, I want you to be 100% honest with me. When we did the show and we were talking about MVP, who was your MVP again? Oh. Uh, what was your MVP again? Devin Booker. It was Devin Booker. Oh, it was Devin Booker. Okay. okay. It was Booker. I, yeah. you thought, no, you don't know. Y'all, y'all, you thought it was KD. No, I didn't pick KD because I thought that he, he was going to, you know, take a couple of games to, you know, get his, get his drill back. He came out balling. He came out balling. That's, That's surprising. As, after as, him. as Savage and I had been. Which is why he was our MVP pick. But I just wanted to fact check you and make sure that it wasn't you as well. Okay. No, bro. I know that was. I actually got my notes still right here. If you want to really fact okay, check okay. them, everybody. Uh, out here. I just making sure, man. That's all. Look out for you. I gotta look out, man. Don't come on. You know Kevin Durant, <laughs> my favorite player. I would. I, I know. Man. That's that's why I gotta look out for you, dude. I gotta call you out when. Nah, it's Achilles, man. Achilles, like a year and a half of not playing ball. Like, hey. I salute the two for y'all for picking up for MVP. You know? Yeah, I mean, I get it because it's it was possible because, uh, and I'm not diminishing it in any way, but uh, Brianna Stewart basically did the exact same thing, so it it was possible. So, hey, I mean, hey, hey you tried, and we've seen that go. So let's talk about the team, which is actually funny that Blake Griffin was supposed to have been playing on this season, which is actually my most disappointing team, the Nuggets. Um, I thought they'd be playing better basketball, even though Jokic is averaging a triple double. Um, in, uh, Michael Porter Jr. has only played four games, so I guess that has something to do with it. But, you know, there's seven. Um, I think they can get better, but they've been a little disappointed right now as far as, as far as like losing to the, the, the team that, you know, they, they should be able to be at a point in, in their careers, you know, and, and, and Jamal Murray is not even averaging 20 points a game. After we saw from the bubble, I expected at least 22, 23. So um, it's a little disappointing, but I think they'll get the ball rolling as the season progresses. And I guess the, this one player, y'all brought him up earlier. Um, it's a guy that averaged 18 points a season last season. I had a lot of hopes for him. For some reason, he's just averaging career low in points per game, career low um, in field goal percentage and three-point percentage, and that is Mr. Kelly Oubre. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him, but Trash. I'm going to pay for him. Trash. 
I mean, he, he averaged 18 in the game last season. Like, he wasn't that trash. I, I don't know, man. And the Phoenix Suns fans were glad that he was in the bubble. Phoenix Suns fans were glad that he wasn't in the bubble. And they went mm-hmm. eight and no. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and that's all that's tough. tough. You know, that's tough. Yeah. I'm the Warriors still in playoff contention, but yeah, Kelly Oubre's definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a shame. Yep. But let's move on to some more disappointments. Scholar, the NFL coaches. Keep getting them on mute. Thank you so much for that transition, Tuck. So we will move on to the NFL headlines. What we'll talk about first um, are some of the coaching hires that have been made around the NFL. Uh, more so the lack of diversity that's been uh, that has um, happened, I guess, with some of these coaching hires. Um, I think from what I think from what we have so far, um, there's only been one minority coach that's um, that's gotten the job, and that's Robert Sala of the uh, of the New York Jets. Uh, so some teams that have field coaching, uh, some teams that have field coaching, uh, open teams are of course. Um, we got one Arthur Smith who went to the Falcons. Um, you have Urban Meyer, a little surprising, um, at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon Staley, um, I don't remember him even being a candidate, um, at all before um, a lot of these um vacancies happened. Um, and then the Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Um, it sounds like he loves Italian food or something like that. Um, he's been hired. Um, by the Philadelphia Eagles. And so what I want us to talk about quickly before we talk about the games on Sunday is what's the reasoning that we are not seeing um, minority coaches being hired in the NFL? I go Sharky too, Speedy, uh, and then Trevor. And I go, what's going on, y'all? Same old shit, just a different year. There you go. That's a good answer within itself. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you literally took the words right out of my mouth for that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a no find at all league and a don't find league. And I don't, it's the same shit, different year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I'll try to make this as brief as I can. I know we talked about the third round pick um, being more of an incentive uh, to interview black coaches. Um, but until the NFL, and hear me out, until the NFL players, are more like the WNBA players, they're going to keep getting coaches that don't look like them. And what I mean by that is if you watch, you know, sports and everything like that, WNBA really stands on their what they believe in, um, whether that is injustices or what have you. Um, they didn't allow that one lady uh, to buy the Atlanta dream, actually, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, they, they're, they are standing against them. And until NFL locks arms and says, of the 70% that look like us say, Hey, nah, man, I'm about to play for him. Like, there, there's no, there's no turning the page about it. To y'all's point, it's the same stuff, just a different day, different year. Um, and so, what is it going to take for us to change that? I think Dan Ornowski um, said it greatly, man, and, and that's a white guy saying what he said. Um, and of course, you guys can Google the clip when you have time. But it makes no sense for us, the same people that play this game, know this game in and out sleep this in and out to not be coaching at the highest level, not be GMs at the highest level when it's happening at every other level um, except for 
NCAA as often and especially at the highest level in the NFL. Good point. Well, for me, um, I, echo, I echo all of you guys' sentiments here. I think what kind of pissed me off the most was uh, Eric Benemy. Like, the, of course, when I was on the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who was definitely highly regarded as a potential coaching candidate, who a lot of us, if things weren't the way they are in the NFL, if things were like there, if things were the way they're supposed to be, he would definitely have a head coaching job. But what pissed me off even more is the fact that he knows he wants to be an NFL coach. He knows he should be an NFL coach. And let's be real, he's responsible for probably the greatest offense Andy Reid has ever had, ever. Like, ever. Think how long Andy Reid has been in the NFL. And a black man is responsible for putting together probably his best offense ever since he's been in there. And for him to not even receive a head coaching job, and then for him to the audacity of the in the gall of the media to basically have to force this man to even address it, and he has to do it with a smile on his face because I know deep down he's PO because he knows what he deserves. Uh, was just mind-boggling to me. But as you guys said, man, it's same same stuff, just a different year. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm trying not to be frustrated about this particular topic. Um, because it's something we've kind of talked about every single year. Um, and the reason it's not happening is because GM owners, they are looking for a specific thing every single year of what they're looking for in a coach. And it changes every year. Mina Khan brilliantly talked about this on NFL Live. She talks about how the goalpost has moved so much for what a NFL coach should look like or should do that the that the golf balls is no longer in the damn stadium. Every they change every year what they want to look for, and so they change every year what they want to look for because they don't want to hire a black person. But it doesn't make sense to me because you have coaches like Todd Bowles, who's a really good damn defensive coordinator in Tampa Bay, has his team in the NFC Championship. He's a good candidate. Uh, Trevor talked about Eric Bieniemy, who's a damn good offensive mind for the Kansas City Chiefs. He gets. He doesn't get a job thanks to, I didn't even mention this, Dan Campbell at the for the Detroit Lions. For those who have not seen the interview, terrible. I'll just say that. Who else is a good one? Ty Bowles, Eric Bieniemy, Leslie Frazier, good defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. You have coordinators, Pep Hamilton, Jesus Christ, led Andrew Luck to the great career that he had. If you don't, if you don't want to I at least look what he did with, with Justin Herbert. And goddamn, if that's not good enough for what an NFL coach look like, I have no idea what he should look like at this point. So it's frustrating. I'm trying not to get so worked up about it because it's the same thing every year. Again, I talked about this earlier. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And the NFL has showed us that they will not hire a, a black uh, a black coach, but they'd be quick to hire a defensive coordinator that's black, though. Remember, Detroit Lions fired Jim Caldwell after a winning season. I was just about to go there. Yeah, they were nine seven. Trevor also are. mentioned uh, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. He's one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I want to. I want to add. It's pretty sad. I want to ask y'all this. Uh, Lido just named a, a great three great black coaches, um, or I guess coordinators or whatever that should have a job at um, next year as a head coach of a team because they're still in the playoffs. Um, I guess once the playoffs are over. 
what are the chances that y'all see at least one of those uh, black coaches get a job? Get it's a as a head coach. It's on the one team yeah. left. Yeah. It's on the one team that has an opening, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And Sean Watson on the way out. So Yeah, and that's Houston. And they talking about and they talking about bringing in Josh McCown as an OC. Or yeah. we can we can go to the next topic next, right there. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Yeah. It's sad, bro. It's yeah. it's really really sad. Um, okay, so I guess on a brighter note, uh, we have the championship games um on Sunday for the NFL. Man, we've come a long way, y'all. And these black coordinators. Man, black coordinators, I think it's three. Leslie Frazier, um, Byron yeah, Ruffles. He's three. He's oh, three. Yeah. Who's the Tom four? Bones. Oh, Tom and Bones. Eric Bina. Eric Bina. Four. Four. All of them. Oh. Yeah, on all, on all teams. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so um, I think start off <laughs> for Sunday, we have the um, Green Bay Packers going against Tampa Bay. We have um, the great Aaron Rodgers going against the great, possibly the GOAT, uh, Tom Brady. Um, on Sunday, this is a trip for the um, Super Bowl that's on the line. Uh, so I'm going to uh, Trevor, um, Sheedy, Took, Sharky, and of course I go last. Um, tell me who y'all got winning. So we're doing uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay first. Uh, give me the uh, Packers. Supposed to snow at Lambeau. Um, it's going to be like a clash of defenses of whose defense is going to make uh, more plays, and I think it'll be Green Bay. They're going to force Tom Brady to throw the ball down the field. Uh, Chris Godwin, God, hasn't been able to hold on to the ball for like the past few weeks. Of course, Mike Evans is hobbled. Uh, Tonya Brown was just ruled out uh, earlier this week, so they're gonna probably, they're gonna force Tom Brady to throw the ball down the field to even have a chance. Don't think it's gonna happen, especially with everything going on in Green Bay with it possibly snowing. It's gonna be fro- you know, you know how it is playing at Lambeau when it's snowing in January. So give me the Packers. Um, as far as the score, I would actually go. So I don't think it's gonna be high scoring. We'll get to two and Petrova later. Um, I'm gonna go 27 17 Green Bay. I started off uh, the podcast this year with the NFL, and I told y'all Aaron Rodgers is back this year, and he was pissed off about that draft that the Packers made um, in the first round. Um, and he's proven that he's an MVP candidate, he should win the MVP. The Buccaneers have absolutely no one to guard Devontae. Absolutely nobody. Um, and so I'm not even about to be like, switch it up and like, you're the Buccaneers. No, the Packers. I'm riding my pick on out to go ahead and make it to the actual championship game. It was cute while it lasted Tampa Bay, um, but I got the Packers winning it, and I got them winning handily. Y'all going to sit here and disrespect the GOAT like that? Wow. Yeah, you can run the tape back um, if you need to. Yeah. Get, get, <laughs> give me Tampa <laughs> Bay, man. Uh, Super Bowl last- Tampa Bay. This one of Tom Brady's last two rounds, you know, for him to go against Drew Brees and now Aaron Rodgers and then possibly Pat Mahomes. Um, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go with, with, with Tom Brady on this one. Before Sharky goes, I'm going I'm to show you just how much karma is, is a real big thing with all these quarterbacks. I think the only one – that probably didn't go out the way that we probably expected was probably Phillip Rivers. So this game is being played in Green Bay. This game is possibly going to be in the snow. 
last time Tom Brady played a game in the snow, if I'm not mistaken, it could be since then, was the tuck rule, which in actuality he fumbled. Let's just be real. Green Bay wins it, and they close it out with Tom Brady fumbling it, fumbling uh, <laughs> last play, on the one last place for Tampa Bay. Tom Brady gets sack fumbled or something. <laughs> you know what? That's how Tom Brady we go out. We taking the tunica out your name for a reason, brother. That's uh, <laughs> God, nah, give, give me the bucks, man. It's going to be a close one. Give me bucks 24-20, man. Okay. Yeah. Y'all, probably, yeah, y'all, probably know, y'all probably know me and Skyler's picks because we've been on this same wagon on the opposite spectrum all year. So I'm like Sheedy. I've picked the Packers all year. Um Last week, nobody's talking about because Drew Brees looked that bad, but he wasn't on the quarterback that did not look good in that game. Tom Brady didn't look good either. The turnovers that they forced helped him to get his stats a little better than what he actually looked like in the actual game. Uh, so, man, give me a uh, uh, – no, nah, I want to do this. It's a quote, man. Lil Wayne once said, I'm a cheese head. Y'all ain't words cheese whiz. Go, Pat, go. Let's go. Good reference. Um, I think this game will come down to which defense can create pressure on the opposing team's quarterback. Because I think we both know with these two particular quarterbacks, if you don't create pressure on Tom Brady, if you don't create pressure on Aaron Rodgers, good night. And so if you have to ask me which team can potentially create more pressure on the opposing team's quarterback, I'm going Tampa Bay. Uh, Levante David. Devin White, Jesus Christ. If you do watch film on him last week, he absolutely balled against the New Orleans Saints. Um, JPP is still over there, and Dumkansu is still over there. Vita Bay is back um, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think their defense is going to be able to create a little bit more pressure um, for their team to maybe confuse Aaron Rodgers, maybe have him think a little bit longer than he probably wants to. And then of course Ty Bowles is over there, probably one of the best defensive minds in the um, in the in the game. So I'm going Tampa Bay. I've been riding Tampa Bay for some reason all year, and uh, I'm still on it. So I'm going Tampa Bay, 35, Green Bay 24 is what I'm going with. I don't care about the snow. No, I don't care about the snow. That means that means nothing to me. It's only it's only the wind. The wind is a factor. Snow don't mean nothing to me. Um, anything else on the game before we move on? Cool. Going to the AFC Championship game. So we have two of the older quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, in the NFC Championship, we have two of the younger quarterbacks um, in the, for the AFC. So you have uh, Patrick Mahomes coming off concussion and a toe injury. Um, and against the Cleveland Browns, too. Uh, we ain't forgot about you, sir. <laughs> and uh, yeah, going against uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Um, so same order, Tim Miller, you got winning. This one was really tough for me, uh, to be honest with you, uh, because Kansas City didn't look that great last week against uh, Cleveland. Like That game was very much wonderful for the Browns. Buffalo has been on a roll since, practically since they beat the Steelers, let's just be honest. Um, but because this game is in Kansas City, uh, if this game was in Buffalo, I would have definitely picked the Bills to win this game. But because this game is in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is going to suit up. 
let's be real. Commandment number one, thou shalt not pick against Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs to reach the Super Bowl. And I will go, this one will actually be close. I'm going to go 27-24 Chiefs. The pick. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, you're right. Uh, Tyler picked up on, on a great point. Um, last week, the Browns beat um, the Chiefs. Uh, or lost to the Chiefs. Um, oh. So um, I just wanted to – this is a light tuna. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, anyways, back, back to the, the – I just picked it up for you today. And so, yes, that did happen. And now back to this week. Um, I'm riding with my pick, man. Um, I- I'm going balls to the wall for the Bills, man. Um, and I'm going to circle the wagon with the Bills as well. Um, I agree that it's not – I agree it's going to be a close game. Um, but I just got the Bills winning this one, man. I, I got some. I'm feeling about it. Um, I already called the AFC Championship game, and I said it was going to be the Bills versus the Colts anyway. Um, so I got one of my teams in, and I am going to go to the second commandment and go against uh, Patrick Mahomes himself. So give me the Bills. Bills Packers. Look, as far as this season goes, um, as far as, like, the second commandment go, I'm pretty much a Pat Mahomes atheist at this point, and this has nothing to do with not liking him. I love the way he plays, but it's like you, it's just fun to root against him, and you know, especially against a Bill team that I've watched, you know, literally from the ground up and, and see their their exposure. So I'm gonna ride out with them. Um, with this one, I'm gonna ride out with the Bills. Uh, 27. I say 27, 24 too. Um, I think their their defense will come up, even though it's Pat Mahomes, but. Let's be honest, man. I appreciate you, Sheedy, for bringing it up. Like, that game was really winnable against the Browns. I mean, uh, for the Browns. So, you know, uh, I hope that Tuna starts to sink on your on your shoulder. Um, I hope it sinks up the rest of your house. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Bills with this one. Man, let's be real. That game was winnable because Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Thank you. Thank you. That was it. They're rolling up and down the field. Oh, he got hurt. That's my I didn't want to acknowledge the obvious. Come on. Yeah. Let's be real. Come on. I know the little fumble. I know the fumble back in the I know the little fumble touchback into him and him and all that stuff happened before halftime. But yeah, can't sit still, even if they scored a touchdown. Can't if Pat Mahomes never get hurt. That that is not a contest. But the Browns did play hard, they kept in there. Probably should still found a way to win, but let Chad Hen get a 15 yards, then get a fourth down pass. Uh, Andrew Reed's a bad man uh, to go for a fourth down back of quarterback. That's all I got to say on that end. But these Bills, they offense have cooled off significantly since the playoffs began. They won because yeah, their defense. They won because their defense. Their defense have won against the Kansas City Chiefs, though. They've been going against Phillip Rivers and Lamar Jackson. Pat Mahomes a different story, buddy. Give me Chiefs. Agree with Sharky. The only reason that the game was close, one, the kicker was missing kicks. Those yep. are the other reason the game was close. Kicker was missing kicks. Patrick Mahomes was hurt. Those two things don't happen. I kind of think Cleveland gets blown out in the game, but that's just me. And that's then that was last week. <coughs> uh, moving toward this week, um, Trevor said that 
the, the first commandment is that thou should not bet against Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not betting against him. Patrick Mahomes is probably one of the best quarterbacks that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, pretty much last week, he would have scored on every position. And I don't think the Bills' defense is as good as advertised because Phillip Rivers lit them up. Phillip Rivers really, in my opinion, they should have won the game. The only reason they didn't win the game is they didn't get that fumble um, that that Josh Allen, I'm not sure what the hell he was doing, and lost like 30, 40 yards. That's the only reason that they won the game. Um, and then uh, last week, Bills' offense did not look that good. Mm -hmm. I know it's against Baltimore pick defense. Six. But, uh, hmm. They picked six. Got them yeah. seven, seven. They, they don't score 10 points. Really? Right. Exactly. So they hadn't looked that good, um, in my opinion. And the last time that I checked, nobody has been able to guard Travis Kelsey. Nobody has been able to guard uh, Tyreek Hill um, in the passing game. So, therefore, I'm going with the Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. Don't have a score, but I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty confident with that pick. And that's it. Cool, 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 cool. <clears throat> Trevor, close this out. What's your championship game picks? All right, um, tuna, Trevor, no tuna, good tuna, but Trevor, have you want to call me? Um, so, um, probably gonna have our first, first none. Um, well, well some, some people will call it a, a portion for a parlay. Um, as far as both games concerned, I would definitely take the under for both games. Um, the AFC Championship over under is at 54. The NFC Championship is at 51. I'm definitely taking the under in both of those games. Um, for the Bills to have a chance, basically to even get it above 54, you got to leave. You got to hold Patrick Mahomes under 25, and that's holding Patrick Mahomes under 25 is like trying yeah. to hold the Golden State Warriors, the old Golden State Warriors, under 100. It's not. It's, it's really going to happen. Um, then with the game being in the snow. Um, Green Bay, I just don't see it being a full-blown shootout as a lot of people anticipate. Um, some uh, additional bets that I would take as well that could possibly get you paid. For the NFC Championship, I bet on a possible special team slash defensive touchdown to be scored in that game. Um, I believe the odds of that is at plus 275, so a $100 bet will get you 275 if it actually happens. And uh, for the AFC Championship, I'd go with a two-point conversion actually being converted uh, being uh, converted in the AFC Championship as well. So there you go. Take the honors for both games. Uh, bet on the defensive or special teams touchdown in the NFC Championship and bet on two-point conversion in the AFC Championship. So there you go. Cool, cool, cool. Nice, nice, nice. You might have to change your name to Horseshoe, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> but before we end off, we'd be remiss to mention this. Tuna. Tunica. Tuna. Switch back to Tuna. Ah. Tuna. Um, this Tuna situation. So, y'all want this. Y'all didn't see this. This was after the episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that was the bet that went on. Now, I didn't know if the bet got canceled because Pat Mahomes got hurt. Um, I just need y'all to clarify that. I didn't get any correspondence about that. It was okay. about will the Browns win okay. or will the Chiefs win? Okay. So, Sheedy, Took, all this average party, but it's just between y'all two, right? Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Let me shake on it. 
Well, you know, I'm a man of my word. And if, if the Browns would have won, I actually would have had a, a tuna sandwich ready for myself to consume. Um, what I will do, uh, my cash app is down. I'm not going to lie to you. But I will um, Amazon Prime you the 350 it's going to take for you to get that tuna melt um, from Burger King, from the lobby from Burger King, um, and have it on the next episode. <laughs> that's it. That, 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 that's it. That, there's nothing more for me to say. Um, you should learn. You, I guess that's the first commandment, not to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Well, two, you should know the third commandment, I guess, not to bet with me um, because you were about 0 for 2. Um, so try me if you want to, but you may be having a tuna sandwich next week. Cooler Rashidi be interested this week. I'm trying to remain joking. No, I'm just trying to remain joyful. Best way to be. Taking my joy away. No, didn't you say something about Chloe earlier, though? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Ah, that's what it is. Dang. Did he? Yep, he know what to do, too, didn't he? Wow, that was on January 17th. Mm. <laughs> love receipts. Mm. Love receipts. Mm. I deleted my Twitter. <laughs> why, 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 why are you over there? Why are you over there? The relevant people to follow. <laughs> Ain't that you? <laughs> Ain't that you over there? The far right. The <laughs> hey. This that's Twitter. That's not just so I have to pop up. Show them who you are. Remember where you came from. <laughs> well, you should remember. This is bullying. This is bullying at its finest. Maybe you should just go to the, get the early platter for $5. I'm writing a letter to Biden. I'm writing a letter to Biden. You have eaten two and grits together. I'm not eating no damn grits with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Always go play, everybody. See y'all this side. Peace. Peace, (laughs) y'all. Stay light.